Welcome to the Dog Friendly KW Podcast with your hosts Justine and Mackenzie on Midtown Radio KW. And today we are here with Juanita Metzger, advocate for the hyper-local travel and fellow Kitchener resident. So welcome, Juanita. Thank you very much. I'm happy to be here. We are very happy to have you here. I feel like a lot of our work um, intersects accidentally, um, and I feel like we have a lot of similar interests. We also love the the slow local travel life. Um, we've really leaned into that through the pandemic. So really excited to chat today. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I've been watching the growth and evolution of Dog Friendly KW and and uh, I think it's 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 so great to see something uh, very grassroots and locally focused form um, out of our community. Absolutely. Well, before we get started today, um, we would love if you could give us a quick intro to yourself. Um, and of course, if you have any pets, we would want to hear all about them. For sure. Um, well, I've lived in Kitchener since the year 2000 when I moved here to work at the House of Friendship, actually. And uh, since then, I've spent about 18 years working in neighborhood and community development. Um, and in the last number of years, I've uh, shifted a little bit more into <clears throat> some other endeavors. Um, but I did also grow up in Waterloo Region. My family has a farm in Wellesley Township in the little teeny tiny hamlet of Macton, um, which is on Highway 86. If you're going west towards Lake Huron, um, outside of Waterloo Region, you'll pass through Wallenstein and then Macton and Dorking and smaller communities. Um, and of course, on any farm, there are always uh, lots and lots of pets. For me, it was mostly bunnies and oh. cats. Um, and of course, I had the honor of naming all of our farm cats, and I would come up with very unusual names. For oh, them. please share. Please share yeah. a few. <laughs> um, some of my favorites were, um, were Bogey and oh. Hummer. Um uh, Hummer didn't really have a purr. He just kind of had this constant hum about him. Um, Bogey liked to be swept with a broom. He liked, liked it on his on his back. And um, Elias. And then, you know, the um, typical kid names of, you know, Snowball and Butterscotch. And <laughs> of course. Peaches and Perkins. And <laughs> That's a lot of cats. And bunnies. Oh, yeah. there, there are many more that I don't even remember anymore. There were litters and litters of kittens. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Kens, well, why don't you take us away with the first question? Let's get into some of the juicy content. Yes, let's dive in. So, um, Juanita, why don't you start by telling us exactly what hype? Hyperlocal travel means some of our listeners might not be as familiar with the term. Yeah, hyperlocal travel is becoming a little more common, um, you know, commonly heard, and um, it kind of means to me it, it means um, a couple things all, at the same time. One is that it's about geography, and so for some people, hyperlocal means traveling to places close to home. 
um, you know, maybe it's a, a distance radius or maybe it's, you know, one, one hour to four hours to one day away from home, but places that you can get to very quickly and geographically close to home. Um, on another hand, it can also be sort of an approach or a mindset um, or sort of the impact of your travels. Um, when you're traveling farther afield or traveling internationally. Um, and hyperlocal, if you're traveling in another country, that it could be um, that you're experiencing a more direct connection to the people and places and destinations when you're traveling. Um, so rather than going to the big tourist attractions or tourist centers of cities, it's finding places that are a little more locally connected to people who live in a city or a town or a province. So, um, uh, so I, I'm just, I'm just, I'm thinking big here. So as an example, I'm traveling to Paris and of course I want to go to the Eiffel tower. That would be like a big landmark, but I also want to hit up all of the little pubs and, you know, restaurants that only the local people know and love. So that's kind of what you're referring to, right? Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 So you might stay in a smaller neighborhood in an area outside the main uh, tourist center of Paris, where you can, um, you know, spend the morning in going to a, a cafe for coffee. And then you wander down the street and discovered that, oh, this neighborhood has a public library and you go check out the public library and um, and you find, uh, you know, maybe at the library, you see posters for things that are happening that week or that weekend around the neighborhood. And so you have an opportunity to check out maybe a local food market or uh, a music event or um, something where you can meet people who live locally. Um, you can meet local hosts, makers, growers, um, people who have uh, a, a different a flavor of what it means to live in that city or community. Juanita, yeah. it sounds like that soccer game behind you is getting real rowdy. <laughs> <laughs> yep. It's a, it's a nightly affair. <laughs> oh my goodness. I, I love hearing you talk about the hyper-local travel stuff because and not to like take us on a tangent or anything, but one of the things that I love when I go to a new country is I love going to grocery stores and I love going to convenience stores. There's just like something, maybe it's because I lived in Asia and there's like an amazing convenience store culture, but there's something so special about going to like a local like mom and pop supermarket and seeing like the different produce they offer and the different types of like snacks you can buy that you would never see at home or finding a snack you really love at home and they happen to have it in this really foreign place or a place that's foreign to you. And I, yeah, sounds like it kind of ties into the, the hyper-local piece. So we would really love to hear how you became interested in hyper-local travel and why, why is this such a passion of yours and why is this really important for, um, for our listeners to know about? Yeah. Um, it's actually one of the very first ways that I ever traveled. Um, so one of the first the first times I traveled, I traveled to visit friends in other countries. And so I stayed in small towns, in out-of-the-way places um, that took, 
you know, a more um, indirect journey. And so one of the first places was to England. And so stayed in a, a small town in the Western part of, of England. And we just went on road trips and day trips. And we went to visit the senior's home where she worked. Uh, we walked down the town and uh, the World Cup was on. And so we sat in the pub with all of the um regular pub goers crying in their beer over England's lost Argentina. And um, you know, we would drive to meet a friend in the next town over and then walk back home along the canal path. And it, it um, was just such a, a rich connected experience to see where she lives and how she lives and to meet friends and walk to the grocery store to get food, to make dinner that night. And, um, it just had a really strong impact on me that this was a very casual, slow way to travel. And that kind of suits my style, that I like to linger and explore places uh, a little more deeply. Um, and it, uh, it became the way that I travel in general. I tend to go to a place and stay for as long as possible at one time, you know, two weeks or three weeks if I can, um, just to be able to stay in one place and explore, uh, whether it's by walking or doing day trips. Um, and I find that that it helps me to develop a bit of a stronger connection to that place and understand a little bit more about what makes it tick. Um, it's a much stronger investment in the local economy too. So that's another thing about hyper-local hyper travel is that it really is focused on boosting local economies that have a, a much, your, your dollar goes to um, uh, people who own the convenience store or the fruit market stand or the, uh, the local restaurant at the corner. And I love that it goes towards the people that actually live in that and and breathe in that community. Um, yeah. That is that is really uh, special, and I think everybody should should think that way. But uh, I'm a little biased. My grandparents are business owners, and uh, so. Uh, but anyway, um, that is that is that is really great. Thank you so much for sharing so far, Juanita. Um, we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to come back to chat about how dogs can fit into this hyper local travel space. So we will be right back. <laughs> 